Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Good morning, everybody. So today uh, is really a, a history shifting day for the Los Angeles Lakers. Hey, look at us. James to Davis. And a chance for three. If you're telling me that LeBron James has Anthony Davis available to him, excuse me, I'm rolling with the Lakers to win the title. Look at us. Huh? Who would have thought? Not me. I heard it turn around. First of many, baby. They did him. What was he doing up there? Drinking coffee with Mandy Johnson? I'm just realizing we need to update that uh, intro video there. We're a little bit dated now that we the champs. What's going on, y'all? Uh, welcome to the Late Night Lake Show podcast. It is your hosts, Ricky and Danny. Uh, we got a special guest in the building tonight, the two-time WNBA champion, number one pick of the 2015 NBA draft, the Notre Dame standout, the Niles West superstar, the champ, the gold mamba, Jewel Lloyd. Jewel, thank you for stepping in the Lake Night Lake Show podcast. How are you feeling tonight? I'm feeling good. Thanks for having me, guys. I, you know, I'm glad to be here. <laughs> of course. Thank you so much, Jewel. Um, so, Ricky, let's just, let's kick things off. I mean, we're with a champ in the presence of a champ, and this we is, are. This is this is late night First late time. show history. Not only <laughs> we get a uh, active professional athlete, but we get a champ on the show today. Let's get it going, man. This is awesome. Let's do it. Before we jump into it, y'all, you guys know, wherever you get your podcast, wherever you get your late night lake show fix, make sure that you are liking and subscribing to the show. Make sure you're, make sure you're hitting up the merchandise shop. Go ahead and get your Lord Palinka Secret Society merch, Global Domination merch. We're going to have to get Drew uh, a little hookup of the uh, care package that we, we got the care here. Package make going. sure she's uh, taken care of as she goes into the next WNBA season to defend herself as the champ, of course. For the uh, Seattle Storm, but um, yeah, let's just get right into it, Jewel. Uh, like we said, uh, Niles West standout. We talked a little bit before the show of just a little bit of uh, how our mutual coaching paths have crossed. Right, we, uh, my old high school coach, ended up coming to your high school, and though he didn't coach you directly, right, um, you had some experience with him, so that was pretty cool. But I gotta first ask you about the path that most Chicago area kids at least have in the back of their mind when they go from high school to college. You went to Notre Dame. That's, you know, that's pretty that's pretty gold standard for kids that come out of uh, school in our area. First of all, what led you to the Irish 
And was it, you know, was it one of those things where it was like, well, of course, you know, if you got the good grades, you got the you got the hoops, you know, accolades, you go to Notre Dame. What was your decision making going to the Irish? Um, honestly, I, I don't know. I knew nothing about that school. Um, I didn't know the history. I'm not Catholic. Like, um, but yeah, actually, when I was making my decision, our, we just moved into a new home. And in the house, it was like all Notre Dame colors. It had like the the Irish thing and everything was like on the basement was like an Irish pub. So we're like, this is weird. Like, you know, like, I don't know, isn't the sign or whatever. And then after just considering like everything going in, I mean, I knew that they had a couple seniors graduating. So I knew I could get a starting spot. Um, and, you know, they were on the the rise, you know, Skylar was there and, and things were going on, you know, it was a lot of hype around the school. And so um, it kind of just worked out, honestly. Um, so going there and it kind of just, you know, kind of all came together. That's okay. That's, yeah, that, so that I, whole I was, little spiel that I said about you know the mystique of Notre Dame, you wasn't <laughs> feeling none of that. You just you know the, the, the basement was Notre Dame color, so that's that's where yeah, I decided. That's, to go. That's, a, that's pretty. Uh, that's a cool backstory on that, honestly. But Notre Dame for women's hoops it, in the past decade has been one of the top tier programs. Now, did you have any other like? I'm sure you did, but offers that were you know of the of the uh, classes like the UConns, the UNCs, the Dukes, UCLA's like. What were some of the top choices you had besides Notre Dame? Yeah, um, I, I always had offers from every school, um, honestly, and I was it was such a blessing. I played on a really good AU team, so oh, that's cool. Playing with them since uh, eighth grade all the way up, and so a lot of the girls on my team were older. And um, like I said, we had some of the top girls in the state, so we had all college coaches coming to our AU games. And um, I was getting letters at like eighth grade. And I'm like, I don't know what this means, you know? It's just because our that's team was nice. School, you know, they were just offering everybody, and so. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I was very fortunate to have, you know, a selection of schools and have that, you know, be a part of my journey. But, uh, yeah, I ended up at uh, Notre Dame. What was Team USA like? Because obviously Notre Dame saw, you know, your impact on the Team USA team. So, I mean, that is the creme de la creme of any high school athlete being able to go and play for Team USA. Like, how did that come about? And, I mean, what was that experience like? That was amazing. I mean, anytime you play or, or go to training camp, um, at the time it was in Colorado Springs and you, you know, you're getting your stuff and uh, it's just an experience. I mean, you're around the, the best competition, the best girls in the country, and uh, you're all trying to compete for a spot and, and go overseas. And luckily, um, you know, unfortunately someone got hurt and then I was an alternative on that team and they selected me. And I got an opportunity to go to France and go to Spain and compete. And um, it was just amazing. Just, you know, I mean, you're a high school kid, you're trying to, you know, hopefully get on the senior team when that comes, um, you know, 2021 coming up. So, you know, you're trying to like, you know, fill that, those, uh, those spots and those dreams. And you look down, you're having USA in your Jersey, you're with the best coaches, you're in like a very, um, competitive environment. And, you know, I mean, like I said, you're in high school going abroad, going abroad to play basketball for us. Like, I mean, that's like a world dream. So what no better than that? So <laughs> when it comes to like, playing in that kind of that kind of uh, atmosphere and you're mentioning you know the uh, competition how much confidence do you have going into those games especially when you have older people ahead of you especially when you have seniors ahead of you or whatever the case is but like in a room and let's call it 20 of those athletes in your mind where like do you just say you know i'm, I'm i can outdo any of these people what is the confidence level of yourself going into those matchups going into those scrimmages practices and even playing i think early on when i'm a part of usa basketball i think you go in there and you kind of just don't know and you're kind of just around people and you're just hey, making friends and you're just so happy to be there and you're so encouraging. Um, and I think that's kind of like the atmosphere of USA basketball is always, you know, you come in there, it's a family atmosphere. 
Um, that's something that I always cherish is that no matter who comes in, who comes out, uh, who makes a team, who doesn't, you're always around a family. And that's how we orchestrate everything at USA Basketball. So when you get on the court, you know, a lot of times uh, the coach will say, you know, you're here for your, your reason. Like you're here because you're a good two guard, you're a good point guard. So that, like, that's it, you know, just play your game. Um, obviously there's different sets and things that we put in, but overall you just have to be confident that you're there for a reason. You're not there just to be like, oh, hey, maybe I'm good or maybe – like now you're at the best of the best, you know, playing with the best, best coaches, you know. And so um, when you're there, you just have to have confidence. And I think as you kind of go through the whole, you know, USA 17 under and then you go to the senior team, you're on the world championship team, things like that. You kind of just grow in confidence, know that you're on the right path. And uh, I think that's kind of how I've been taking it, you know, day by day. And then taking that and then transferring it all that into your Notre Dame tenure, like how much did that help you that growth with playing with these like coaches and that training staff and everything, how much did that help you in a, in, in your collegiate uh, level days? I think anytime you're exposed and you have experience, I think that's always going to help you regardless if it's playing at the parks, um, watching basketball a lot, talking about basketball. Anytime you have a lot of experience, that's going to help you just because you have a little bit of an edge going into season. And I mean, honestly, my mindset going into college was just different than most. Um, I was little, little crazy in my workouts and a little doing a lot of things individually um, and kind of already had a goal of what I kind of wanted to do and where I wanted to be. So I was a little different in college, if that makes sense. I mean, it's, it's, yeah, if you're, if you're, good. if you're, if you think you're crazy, that means you're doing something <laughs> right. I'll tell you that if you, if you're acting crazy, you, you uh, playing crazy, practicing crazy, you're doing something right, Jules. So yeah. that's a good thing. I mean, it, it got you the number one pick <laughs> in the 2015 right? draft. So obviously right? people saw that little bit of, oh, okay. You know, she might be a little bit extra with the way that she go about this ball game. So uh, we're going to need her to bring her on <laughs> over. So I, I mean, it don't get no higher jewel than the number one pick in the WNBA draft. I, you know, you go to sleep, you wake up, you dream about that day. Just from what you thought and what that day actually was, just give me the highlights. Would you? Would how was it walking across the podium, shaking the commissioner's hand? How was it? You know, was was Mama crying? Well, what was the setup? How was you feeling that day? No, my, my family. Um, to kind of give you a little backstory, I guess, you know, our family movie is The Godfather. So we're very like, this is how we, I don't know, it's how it is. So <laughs> when, yeah, right? That's kind of a big standard. But doing the announcement, we're all sitting there, you know, my brother, he's kind of like the poker face. He's like the continuity of the family, very like organized, whatever. Um, and so we're all there and, you know, we're, we don't really know what's going on. We obviously know, like, I have a chance to go number one, but nothing, you know, for sure until your name's called. So we're sitting there to have my godfather with me and, you know, my name's called and we kind of just look around like, yep, like we put in the word, we understand what's going on. And my brother, who's always like poker face, you know, we have our handshake and he, he stood up real quick and like dropped that poker face and was like dapping me up. And my mom was super excited, my dad, everyone. And I think that was for us, you know, we're always so business oriented and always just trying to stay focused on our goals. That little five minutes was like us actually being like, yes, it worked. You know, like we believe in ourselves. We got here. You know, Accomplished. Exactly. So knowing everyone in my family was there to, to witness that, um, it made it so special walking across the stage, holding the jersey, and then going backstage and kind of do all the media stuff was uh, pretty remarkable. That's amazing. It was like business as usual, it feels like. You yeah. Know what I mean, yeah. It was, uh, you know, it wasn't like an arrogance about it. It was just like, man, like all the late nights, early morning shootings, like everything, like me giving up tennis, me all, like everything, like me leaving early, like it finally kind of like paid off. So it was nice. And um, yeah, it was a good feeling. That's amazing. That's what, amazing. um, when, 
so you get drafted right and whether it's that night you getting your calls or teammates future teammates congratulating you at what moment and it could be in training camp right or your rookie year at what moment did you really 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 understand like oh wow i am in a whole new world now and i'm really hanging with the big dogs um probably the first time i got posted up on defense i think i was like <laughs> I was, you know, usually like in the college, like I was like a good size. You know, I was like, you know, but the game posted up and realizing like, oh crap, like this is not, this is not a game. Like people are coming for you. And especially when you don't want to pick, people are definitely extra, you know, excited to play you and test to see how yep. you play. So uh, I got posted up um, and, you know, I was just like, this, this can't happen again. Like I can't, this is, I'm a liability for my team. Like I can't be this exposed, you know? So I think sending that in and offensively, I think I just grew as the game grew. Um, you know, I also asked early on to, to be, to come off the bench because the game was going so fast and I just needed mm -hmm. a second to figure out, okay, what do I need to bring to the team? Like, what is actually my role? So I, I started for a little bit and then I came off the bench. And then once I figured it out and then I was, I was good. See, um, it didn't last too long, but I, I definitely needed that adjustment period and it, it seemed to pay it off. That's you amazing. Have to go to the bench. Yeah. yeah, that's amazing that you actually like realizing that self reflection. Like you swallowed your pride for a bit as the number one pick. I'm sure they have that expectation. Be like, you're going to be our star. You're going to come in, ball out, whatever. But like you realizing that and putting that to like a test is like that's a that's a huge hot like to to anybody. Like there's always like that arrogance of the number one pick, and you didn't have that. Like I said, you swallowed the pride, and like that's a high character building moment. I'm sure your teammates really appreciated that as well. Like, Hey, you're realizing how the game is coming to you and you have to get that going. Yeah. I mean, how I think and, and how my brain is, um, I'm dyslexic. So certain patterns and certain things, it, I, I get it really quickly and certain things I don't. And so for me, it was understanding like how I learn and I needed just a second. And once I understand it at my pace, then I, then I'm good. I will never forget it. And you know, my memory is good. So like understanding the game and understanding like, all right, well, I need just like two seconds because it's different than practice, you know, games a little mm -hmm. bit faster. Um, and I was like, you know, it, it can't hurt the team. Like I'm not saying I'm quitting basketball, you know, I just need, you know, two minutes and then I'll come in for the next, you know, whatever the quarter is. So um, no, my teammates are great and they, they helped a lot with my adjustment. You, you say talk about, you know, needing a second to adjust, right? So we just talked about game by game situation, you recognizing that, hey, maybe I need to take a step back. I analyze the game from the, the bench, right? Was there ever a time that you felt like literally within the game, you either asked to come out or you just needed that time to the game was going a little too fast. So you actually decided to stay on the bench because when I hear it right, I think of a little bit about um you know the uh, Kyle Lowry a couple years ago right in the playoffs he's going through a mental block and he is you know walking into the tunnel to just clear his head right he obviously a lot of people had opinions about that but at the same time you are the only person that's dealing with your own thoughts and knowing how your brain operates were yeah. there ever a time in games where you felt I need to sit down and figure out what's going on right now yeah um our 2018 championship um game five we were in Seattle um, and first series, first game, I came out, I was, you know, I dominated whatever, something happened to one of the players on the team. They switched the matchups and then it was just a hard matchup for me. Like they, they had, they put their best defender on me and I just was struggling really. Um, and so game five, it's a close game back and forth. You know, I was struggling a little bit and uh, I, my coach subbed me out and he was like, all right, just take a break, whatever. I'm taking a break. And, and Sammy Wickham, who didn't really play a lot, goes in. And uh, she's getting going and whatever. And it's, I think, probably the last 
four minutes of the game. So it's like crucial crunch time moments. And all right, my coach comes out, he says, Joe, you ready? I'm like, no, like, I'm not, this, mm. no, I'm not ready. Like, and not, not that I was scared to go back in, but it's like, she's in a rhythm. She just hit two shots. There's no need. Like I have confidence in her. Like I play against her all the time. She's got this, you know? And a lot of times I think players would have been like, yeah, let me just go try and be a hero. For me, it's like me being a hero is me sitting on the bench and letting my teammates do what they do. So in the big crucial moments of us winning game five, I was not, I was not on the floor. And even that series going into the championship game, I would I didn't finish the game all when we won. Like I was on the bench. Like that was just whatever it was, either me having nerves and me wanting it so bad, I just wasn't ready. And so understanding that, I was like, go. Like if you're ready to play, like at the end of the day, we're all a part of this championship. Like I don't need to be on the floor. And I learned from that obviously moving into this season. But uh yeah, I mean, championship game, playoff game, I wasn't on the floor. Wow. That that's growth. You, you know yeah, what we is. call that? Yeah, that really is. That growth, is. right? <laughs> that's what's up. I mean, the, you just the last point about that, right? We talk about maturity, and especially, you know, with folks, uh, you know, Jewel, especially in the black community, right? We have to prove ourselves thousands of times over, right? And for to have that wherewithal in your mind to understand about shifting gears, not just always going thousand miles per hour, the pausing and realizing, hey, maybe that I'm not the answer to this question right now. And I'm not going to try to break down that wall to figure it out and make myself the answer. That's the maturity that I think, you know, you have surpassed your years <laughs> for. <laughs> so that's uh, th that's dope. Sorry, Dan, I didn't mean to cut you off, but that, I had to, you know, mm -hmm. just dive just one more layer deeper into that. No, so, no, good stuff there, Jewel. No, that is amazing. That is truly amazing the way you broke it down. Like it seems like Jewel, it's honestly like from what I'm like reading, seeing, hearing, you know, I, I talked to I talked to some of your boys, Ninos and all the they're my friends too. So it seems like you're a real true student of the game. Like how much do you spend time breaking down film? You know, are you, you know, categorizing player by player, match by matchup? Are you taking everything day by day? Like how does it what is the film session studying for you when it comes to your next game, next opponent and all? So your preparation essentially. Um, honestly, I probably didn't start watching film like religiously told like this season, but I have a really good memory. So if you're playing a team or playing someone, I usually can tell tell you their moves or their tendencies just by playing them a couple of times. So I kind of rely on that or just play natural instincts. But um, I mean, I just watch basketball, like how I got into the game of basketball, just watching a lot of basketball, whether it's you know, peewees to pros to college, high school. Like I'm helping out DePaul right now and I, I'm a manager for them. And I'm like watching them play, you know, it's just like, it's, it's cool that I'm able to sit there and help them and watch them. Um, and I can learn all the time. So you can learn from anything. It's just how you perceive it. And so, um, yeah, I mean, my attention span also is not very long, so I can't be watching film for hours and hours like Kobe would try to get me to do, but um, I'm able to realize it and figure out who I'm guarding, study their, you know, pros and cons, and then try to not get scored on or try to attack them. <laughs> That's Dude. awesome. The IQ you brought up the charts, though. So <laughs> you, you brought up the the goat, Jewel. Yeah, you, our you goat. Brought, you, you brought up my man's over here, so uh, I think this is the perfect time, right? Obviously, you know, when we found out, Danny hit me up and said, you know, um, you agreed to come on the show, right? I'm doing my research and stuff. And obviously I knew because you were Niles West and went to Notre Dame. I remembered your name there, right? And then as you continued and I knew the Storm won the championship, I just didn't put two and two together that <laughs> you were there. So I was super hyped about that. But just diving more into you and your background, not only are you a Lakers fan, you grew up, you know, 
pretty much idolizing number 24 uh, in purple and gold and Kobe. So let's just start from the beginning. How did the Mamba and you end up linking up? Um, it's kind of pretty, uh, I don't know, like Disney movie kind of starter, I guess, because it's so random. But um, my dad and I went to a game, uh, I think it was Christmas Christmas Day game in Chicago. I, I drove up from school, we went, and uh, we sat right behind the Lakers bench. And so we got there a little early. My dad had uh, my USA jacket on and he went down and my dad's pretty quiet, but for whatever reason, he, I think he was just excited to be there. So he went down um, and was like talking to the assistant coach at the time. And he's, you know, the guy was like, Hey, like, did you play for USA basketball? My dad's like, no, but my daughter did. And they're going on and talking. And I guess the last thing my dad told him was like, yeah, like tell Kobe that, you know, Jules here to see him and, you know, and see her and walked away, you know, whatever. So I didn't know any of this. I was like, getting, you know, hot dogs or whatever. So I get back down and it's like the second quarter. Um, and actually Kobe wasn't playing because he was uh, resting his shoulder. I remember so that year. Yeah. Red jacket suit. My dad's like, man, that guy's fresh, man. Fresh or whatever. He's like looking super, you know, super smooth. And uh, during the second quarter, uh, we're sitting there and uh, the assistant coach walks up to Kobe, like which is something in his ear. The next thing I know, he looks directly at me. He's like, you know, what's up? And I'm like, the world like oh all, everyone's like you know like oh he waved at me you know going crazy and i'm like what the heck right, but no he, no he waved no, at me like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, i told him to do that i'm like okay good joke dad like funny like come on you don't even talk like there's no way you told you know so i get home after the game and maybe like 30 minutes after getting home i look go on twitter and, and kobe followed me and i was like no way like what the heck like screaming running up and down the floor um, this yelling, call my friends, whatever. And I remember I was his 96 follow because he didn't follow a lot of people and I was number 96. Wow. Like, what the heck? You know, I would have fainted. I would have fainted. I, I was fainted. freaking out, freaking out. Like, what do I do? Like, how, do I, do I say something? Do I not? Do I DM him? Like, do I say thank you? Exactly. So I waited like another day and I hit him up with just like, you know, great game, whatever, like, you know, get well soon. And he hit me right back, like less than an hour back. He hit me back and he's like, yeah. Um, they're resting up, yada, yada. And I'm like, I can't believe I'm talking to Kobe right now. Like, I'm literally talking to him. And then after that, I just really just started hitting him with questions. You know, how do you defend an ice? How do you attack an ice? Like, what are the trades for pull-up? And we just literally started talking. Um, and this was in 2014. I mean, we just kept talking and talking. And, and around that time, um, you know, I was, uh, you know, we were still in college. And I happened to um, get flown out to, to the Wooden Awards. And they had a game that night. And so surprisingly he wasn't playing that night he texted me he's like hey I like come through and I was like all right like I, I'll be there in 20 minutes and 20 minutes it was halftime of their game so he had security walk my dad and I to the locker rooms while everyone's going out to you know go warm up or whatever we're walking in the locker room so I'm seeing everyone walking in and out he's standing there in the training room he's like and this is the first time actually meeting him face to face he comes up with a big hug hey how you doing can we like this is amazing like welcome he's hugs my dad and I and we just started talking and he was like, you know, whatever you need, like, here's my number, reach out to me. Like, I want to help you. Like, what do you need? Like how to study film? And he just throws all these things at me. And we're just like, this is, this is like, this is happening. Like, yeah, never met me before. Like actually in person, he's embracing my dad. He's embracing me. He made us feel like we were the superstars in the room. And I, I mean, it was electrifying to, to be in the room and he's talking to me while the halftime's going on while the third quarter is going on. He's like, yeah, I'm not worried about this. Like I'm focused on you. <laughs> yeah. Like, that was good like, for that, probably. Like, it, yeah. it, 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 and so after that, it was kind of 
constant contact and working out with him and, and, you know, just being part of, of him. And, and, you know, he, um, he believed in me when I didn't, and when I didn't see it in myself, he did. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm forever grateful for his friendship, his mentorship. And, um, yeah, I mean, he's just a special guy. That's, that's unreal. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. And I'm sure, I'm sure anything. I don't remember that, this story for yeah, that, That's I, what I'm going to do. I'm vicariously through Jewel. Yeah, crazy. <laughs> It's it's crazy. I, I'm sure like, you know, how methodical Kobe was like, you know, I, personally, you know, Ricky and I have never met him, but how methodical he was with, you know, his approach to things, the way he like worded things. It was just I'm sure everything he told you at first, this is my perception of it. It's like a life lesson in some way. Is that am I right or am, did well, I hit it on the head or no? 100%, I mean, you know, I remember one of those like the biggest things he told me in that conversation that day was like, you know, he's like, who are you studying? You know, the way I study Michael, I found his weaknesses. I exploited his weaknesses. Like, you need to, you need to do the same thing with Diane Taurasi. Study her game. Find out oh, what, Lord. find out what she eats. Find out, like, he was just throwing everything at me, and I'm really sitting there like, hold on, like, I need to take notes, or I need, like, hold on. So, like, he was just so excited to just teach me. That's so um, sick. Yeah, it was just amazing. Like in that, you know, hour of talking with them, I learned so much that I would never forget, and things that I've wrote down to make sure I won't forget, and things I just try to pass on. But even, you know. I think the, the thing that kind of sticks with me, obviously, the most is the stuff non-basketball related, you know, um, that he, he wrote on my shoes that day that I've never forgotten, got it tatted on me and things like that. I mean, I think now more than ever, I'm really starting to understand what he was talking about and what it, he was actually meaning for me to do um, and kind of help push the needle a little bit. But, uh, yeah, I mean, those are always life lessons when he's talking. So quick, so quickly, before we head in, you – took the Mamba mentality essentially and made it your own in a way and everyone's got their own path of Mamba mentality. Um, so can you describe to me like your own personal Mamba mentality? I know everybody's is different. Everyone's past different, but can you explain your Mamba mentality real quick? I think my Mamba mentality is understanding the person that you are now is not the person you will become. I think that's something that I'm very focused on. And that's something that I always tell people and I understand that, that it is, you know, it is a journey. Um, and you have to give yourself grace because you're ever all you're always evolving. You're always changing and you can't just go with the flow. Um, sometimes you have to make the flow and you have to understand that you, you are the you know, you can push the needle. Um, but it just comes with understanding that you're constantly growing. And so if people don't grow with you, well, that's it. You know, like that they'll, they'll come at their own pace. But um, I think that's kind of sums up kind of what I, I stand for and kind of want to want to represent. That's amazing. See. Now, now, I ain't going to let you off the hook, Jewel. Now, we, everything sunshines and rainbows and just, oh, my God, I got to meet Kobe. Yes, I'm envious right now. But um, <laughs> tell I think me we all <laughs> your most frustrating moment with Bean. Because, obviously, Mamba mentality comes with a little, you know, you know hard-headedness kind of <laughs> running through those brick walls, right? What was a lesson a motto, a teaching moment that you were just like, bruh, like I, what, what do you, what do you mean? Do you want a, a non-basketball or basketball related? Give both. me a non-basketball one. Both are, I'll start with the non-basketball. So non-basketball. Um, so basically I, I hate, I hate reading. Like I hate it. I've always hated it. Obviously I struggle with it being dyslexic. Like it's just, I just never had confidence in reading. So when he was doing his first book, um, he's like, I was overseas at the time playing overseas. And he's like, Hey, like, what's your email? I'm like, you know, here's my email. He sends, you know, he sends me an email. He said, yeah, go check it out. Let me know what you think. I'm thinking of, like, it's a picture or like, I don't know, like 
Kobe never sends me emails. Like he's never sent me emails in like years we've been friends. So I'm like, okay. I go and it's a PDF and it's like 700 pages. I'm like, what is this? He's like, yeah, read it. Let me know what you think. I'm like, the whole thing? He's like, yeah. He's like, uh, let me know, you know, in a couple of weeks, you know, how far you get and we'll talk about it. And I'm like, Kobe, this is a 700 page book. I get I'm overseas and I have bad Wi-Fi. I have nothing else to do, but like, I'm not reading this 700 page book. <laughs> He's like, no, we're going to read it. We're going to have a book. Oh. Set. We're going to talk about this. <laughs> this. I'm like, Kobe, okay, I'll do it. You know, I'm like, I'm, I can't say no. It's like, you know, so then I'm going, I'm reading it and I'm like getting frustrated. I'm like, this is so like, and if you read the, you know, the wizard's book, like, it's not, yes, it's a kid's book, but it's like, it makes you think. It's not just a normal, like, patty cake, patty cake. Like, it's a legit, right. like, vocabulary where it goes back and forth and how he thinks. And so, like, I'm reading this thing and I'm just getting frustrated because I'm like, Kobe, like, what is this? And he's like, listen, in this chapter, I'm page four, line seven. Like, this is you right now going through the struggle. I'm like, what? I'm like, go back. He's like, go back and read it. I'm like, I haven't got that far. I'm still on like page two. Like, you know, like, I'm I got and, oh my goodness. You know, if I'm reading it, it's like things like that where, you know, he pushes you out of your comfort zone all the time. And sometimes with you knowing or with, you know, you not knowing. And it was just like, how does he know? Like, this is what I needed, or this is what, you know, I should be doing and thinking on myself or building confidence within myself. And the book actually, I mean, I clearly finished it, but like, Took me a while to finish it, but I had to finish it. But we shout out to you. I don't know the last time I finished a 700 page book, to be honest with you. Probably the last book I've read since uh, (laughs) I I needed to know. Yeah, he, um, you know, we had basically like, you know, uh, a book club with with Kobe for for the four months I was overseas, and he hounded me on it every day, asked me questions, and he knew up when I was lying. Obviously, I'm a terrible liar lying to Kobe. Um, but yeah, I mean, he was, he was legit. And then, you know, basketball wise, my, our first workout together, you know, he's, he's like, yeah, all right, go, you know, stretch it out, warm it up, whatever. I'm doing my thing. And, um, it, we did an hour of offense. So I'm like, man, like, and it was like, you know, first it was like fundamental stuff. Then it was like some running things. And then it was like, you know, some maybe a little full court shooting, whatever. So I'm like, it's an hour in and we're going hard. And, uh, this whole time there's still like no water breaks, like. It was nothing. So I'm like, all right, I could, I could do this. Like I've been working out before I got to this workout. Like I think I'm good. And then he goes, all right, uh, baseline. I'm like, all right. He's like, all right, defensive slides. Defensive slides. He's like, yeah, right. slides all the way down, all the way back. To, yeah. At game speed. At game speed. Okay. So not only did we get the hour, of Mamba. Defense, okay. <laughs> right, our defense, straight lane slides, closeouts, like the fundamental, like close out here, back pedal, close out here, back pedal. Like zigzags, but no, no one dribbling, just yeah. zigzagging back and forth. And so I'm dying. Like I am passed out. Like I'm like, where's my inhaler? Where I like, I need water, whatever. I get to the side of the wall and I'm literally seeing black and there's like stars. And I'm like almost sliding down. He's like, it's the fourth quarter. You're just gonna fall, quit. Come on. <laughs> oh my <laughs> god. This is what I do. Like this is what I did every practice before our practice. This is what I would do. And you can't make it through this. Like, why are you here? I'm like literally sliding down as he's basically just giving me a lecture. Right. Like, I mean, I'm as I'm just gonna pass out while I'm doing like I did I got got my ball and we did a finisher. He's like, finish like you have to make four shots to get out of the drill, four shots in a row. And it's down back. So I gotta make one here, run down there, make a shot, run back to finish the drill. And I'm like dying. And I'm like, he did this every single day. 
for a 20 and you know he's not lying it's and not like not oh lying. i did it back in my day no, yeah, no, no. that's what i'm saying he i'm like legitimately did it it's unreal so like i mean i would i've never been through a harder workout ever so anything that comes my way on the basketball i'm like i survived kobe's workout i'm good i can i can finish this like i can focus and finish this you know and i mean that's just kind of what he did all the time see and that's why you got the nickname Gold Mamba. I know the folks at Notre Dame gave you that blessing, but that Kobe's gonna make sure that you prove that MF out. So shout out, um, man. I'm those sorry. stories, Jewel. I mean, that that's amazing. So thank you for sharing those with us. We'll definitely have to uh, pump that out and let the viewers um, get a little bit of snippets of all the good little tidbits there. Wanted yeah. to shift gears as we wrap up and talk a little bit about current hoops. I mean, obviously, heavy is the head that wears the crown. I mean, you are training right now, getting ready for the next WNBA season um, as the champs, the storm win in the bubble, as did the Los Angeles Lakers. So I know you had a wonderful professional sports fandom and year. So congratulations on that tip. But I first want to know, just like in a quick summation, like is the bubble as bad as how NBA players described it as for WNBA players? Was it worse? What was your personal experience in the bubble? Um, well, the double. Well, let me. The wobble. The wobble. The wobble. Um, the NBA guys were very privileged, and they were taken care of very well, and they yep. had things that they needed. It wasn't obviously the ideal situation. Um, the best way I can explain it, it was like adult summer camp for us. Wow. Um, you had your lanyard. You can leave campus. There was, you know. It wasn't, it could have been worse. Like it honestly could have been worse. There were things that would be, I mean, the WNBA, we didn't really know what we're getting into. You know, we didn't know what it was going to look like. I mean, this is trial and error pretty much. And that's basically what it was. It was a lot of trial and error. It was like trying to figure out what's best for the players. Um, I mean, honestly, if anyone could go down there, it was WNBA players. Cause when we go overseas, like we have to adapt so quickly, you know, yep. like it was like, Hey, as long as we got Wi-Fi, we got food, we got gym. We can make it work. Like that's the best thing about us as WNBA players that we're always able to adapt so quickly. I mean, you go to China, you get two days, and you gotta play forty minutes. You don't know, like you don't speak the language. No one speaks your ain't like it's just crazy. So if we can survive over there, we can survive in the states in the bubble. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was it was definitely an adjustment. That's that's crazy. I mean, like I I totally under get understand where you're coming from. Like like where you're saying like oh they felt like they're more privileged and all that. But like you guys are mentally tough. You yeah. guys are super mentally tough after hearing that the whole lanyard thing, checking in and out. And were you got and obviously you guys are getting tested every day, every other day. How did the testing work uh, every, for you guys? Every day, we're tubes tested. up the nose, the nose, the nose. Oh. yeah, throw nose and throat. Oh every no, uh-uh. I, I had to, to do the nose for the first time I, this last Thursday, and I thought I was like it wasn't <laughs> it wasn't like the worst thing in the world, but yeah, as I'm walking horrible. out. I'm like cursing to myself. I'm like, damn, like you, you violated my nostril like that. I don't appreciate it how you came think, at me. Yeah. It makes me think it's like, does this really work? Like, am I okay? Yeah. And it just, it just feels like you jump into a pool, like head first and that water rushes up your nose, but like every Dude. day and it's, it, it's instant result. So like, obviously, yeah. you know, if you're negative, you're done. Right. 10 right. days, right. 10 days, 14 days or whatever the quarantine was at that time. But 
what were you guys like i don't know if you guys if you could report on this but like false positives anyone ever get like a false negative false positive anything like that no we we had a few but i mean overall they were really good at testing um we had a couple inches you know uh during playoffs which you know i won't get into maybe in, in a documentary we could go into that but uh yeah we had you're gonna have some false positives just because you're testing so much and you know but overall everyone's we, we had no positive tests in the bubble and obviously if you do it right everything's fine and um we were very fortunate to have that and obviously in the nba they had the same you know they had no positive tests and um you know we're very fortunate for that but yeah quick yeah. questions as we start to wrap up the show jewel need i need some hot takes i need some predictions obviously we know where your money is for who's going to win the wnba championship yeah this upcoming season you're liking your roster you're liking how the team's <laughs> looking right now right of course i mean we're trying to get everyone back that's our goal get everyone back and, and running back see now two-part question for you as a lakers fan obviously they will be defending their title as well do you think the chances you're, you're liking the lakers back-to-back -back chances just like you're liking your own right i mean yeah um you know you would think based on roster based on chemistry um that they have a really good chance of uh running it back i um you know my boy kai um in brooklyn you know i'm not gonna rule him out i know how his okay. mind, I know his yeah. uh, how he's doing um and so I have some uh, some faith in, in, in them as well. And you can't really rule against KD as well either. So, um, you know, I think it's exciting to have the the league back. But um, yeah, you know, I'm I'm not a I don't I don't gamble, so I can't I'm not gonna put my money where my mouth is. <laughs> Fair. Uh, you and Kai, uh, you and Kyrie are tight though, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's my that's my. How's uh, how's training with Kyrie? Have you guys had an opportunity to to hoop together? Yeah, we. I mean, we both kind of work with Phil Handy. Um, really that's well. awesome. He's, he's the been goat. Great. Yeah, the Mr. ninety four feet of game yeah, or what? Yeah, the the OG. Um, it's a great app, by the way, too. It's has helped uh, a lot. But uh, no, he's we've been working out with him a lot, and um, you know, working out with Kai is you know he's a, he's an artist. I mean, that's the best way I can describe him. He's a he's a genius and he's an artist. Um, it's you know, it's guys like that where you look at them and you know even KD and you're like that's God gives a talent, man. Like I don't you could train all you want, but there's something about him. Him when he dribbles, he gets on the court. This is different. He's got the he loops in cursive. That's what it looks like to me. Man, yeah. this is this is natural. Do you model your game after Kyrie Irving a little bit, or, or is there someone you specifically model your game? Whether it be you know WNBA, NBA, overall basketball. Who do you who's, really? Whose game do you, you yeah, see truly, yours in? Who model their like, game after, the after, like, after Drew me. Lloyd? That's me. Like who do you who do you see? Um, I don't know. I think it honestly it depends. It depends on the game. I think I, I've been, you know, people have said I look like D Wade sometimes. People have said, you know, obviously Kobe with the fadeaway jump shots. Um, you know, I, this year, I know this year I, I've, I've been finishing a little bit like Kai. So I think it's just understanding my growth as a player. I think it changes. But, um, I mean, I, I'm going to say there isn't a player like me. I think that's why I'm special um, because I'm, I can score on the ball. I'm great off the ball. You know, I, I can score in a lot of different ways. Um, I play defense when I have to, you know, it's, I think it's, it's special, you know, I think it's just special, um, to know that, you know, what you bring to the table all the time, it's hard. Um, and I, I don't know, I, I kind of let you guys compare me to stuff, but, um, I like to just say, I, I just say, try to say true to who I am. People got to be the next Jewel Lloyd. That's the real, that's the real thing. That's a real goal. 
It's, Get all the other stuff. I got a little two-year-old. He's going to be coming up on both NBA and WNBA hoops. They're going to be Jewel Lloyd hooping in her in her early 30s. He'd be like, who's that? Well, dad, dad used to, used to holler at them, <laughs> yeah. you know, on the podcast tips. Yeah. Uh, watch watch this fade away. I'll tell you all about where she got that from. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So, yeah. no, that that that's what's up, Jewel. We, uh, we really appreciate uh, you coming on the show, being able to chop it up with us, talk all that good stuff, um, and, you know, give us a little insight into what your life has been not only coming through the grind and building up your name from yourself in the Chicago area and, you know, meeting your idol in the GOAT, Mr. Kobe Bean Bryant, and coming under his, you know, uh, stewardship all the way to getting your own trophies hanging in your uh, your championship closet. So it's it's a privilege, to say the least, to have you on the show today. So yeah. thank you very much. Thank of you course. so much. Of course. Thank anytime. So um, anytime. I'll, I'll love to come back and talk some stuff with you guys. Um, whatever you guys need, I, I'm here. I, I love talking to good, pe- good people. So. Dan, we me and Danny was talking about it, Jewel. We need we need check ins during the season, right? If you just need some like an outlet where you just you know we we just want to do a little on the road with Jewel Lloyd, you know, yeah. hit the Lake Show boys up. We yeah. we here yeah. for you. Yeah. And by the way, we uh, just you know shoot us the address. We're gonna shoot you that care package. We'll be landing in soon for the holidays. You'll be enjoying that late night Lake Show gear, gotcha. all for you, Jewel. So no, we really appreciate your time. Honestly, taking time out of your busy schedule and everything and join us. So um, truly appreciate it. Thank you so much, Jewel. I'm not playing yeah. about that uh, little day by day though. Let us know. We'll, right, for real. Yeah, no, we'll, set we'll figure it out. We'll set it up for real. Um, yeah, like I said, I like talking to good people, good honest people. Um, you know, so I'm I'm, I'm here. Absolutely and that's why we appreciate you. <laughs> well. That'll do it for this episode of the Late Night Lake Show podcast. Again, guys, thank you so much for joining us. If you haven't already, hit that like and subscribe button. We got Jewel Lloyd in the building. We got champions in the building. The Lakers season's about to start back up. The game one's on Tuesday. We'll be hitting you guys with the pregame show, so make sure you're tapped into that. But until the next time we all link up, for Danny, it's Ricky, and the champ Jewel, Late Night Lake Show, we out.